Welcome to the Free From Mummies podcast, brought to you by Kate and Jade, mates, mums and allergy and asthma advocates. Both Jade and I decided that it was quite important that we shared with you where our allergy stories all began. Not only do we feel like it's going to be quite cathartic for ourselves to talk about our experiences, but we also hope that in doing so, that listeners are able to relate to some of the things that we share and that it helps people to feel less alone in what they've been through. Um, Both Jade and I felt that way in the beginning. We didn't have friends who had children with allergies or young babies with allergies. And so it felt like some of the experiences that we had Um, we were having on our own and it wasn't until we firstly had our diagnosis and testing and all of those things and then stumbled upon the allergy community that we realised that you know lots of people have also had the same experiences as us and that for some strange reason helps to know that it's not just you. Obviously in sharing our stories it does bring up some topics that are quite sensitive and in this episode Jade shares her experiences of NICU, anaphylaxis and asthma. So we feel that it's important to make you aware that those topics are going to be talked and in detail and if you don't feel that you are in the right space right now to hear those topics um, please do come back and join us for another episode. But if you do feel that this is one for you then get yourself a nice cup of tea or a glass of wine or get power cleaning as I tend to do listening to podcasts and we hope that you enjoy this episode as in episode one in our show notes we will have resources and support for you and we hope that you feel that you can contact us about anything that you hear in this episode so please do get in contact we love to hear from you Thank you so much again for joining us and we hope you enjoy. So Jade, would you like to share how your allergy journey came to be? Yeah, I was thinking a lot about this since we decided, you know, to talk about our journeys. And um, I guess even before our allergy diagnosis came about, it's not always been that straightforward from the beginning. Um, I pondered sharing this with people, but I kind of think, you know, there will be some other NICU parents and those who haven't had the smoothest of um, pregnancy journeys. Mm. Um, I So I have loads of health conditions and things that I'd had across the years. And when I was 18 to 21, I'd had eight different surgeries. Um been in intensive care three times myself had septic shock three times yeah just lots of things Mm. happened then and I got told I wouldn't have children so at that time I think I I processed it come to a place obviously fast forward years later we find out we're pregnant with Quill which is a huge huge shock and I said this to you the other night when I was talking about it was going to the uh, St Mary's appointment and them saying you know we need to check this pregnancy is even viable yeah (laughs) I was like I will be having this yeah (laughs) Yeah. be taking this child yeah determined yeah Yeah. 100% and just being like I know that this child will have you know whatever beginnings it needs but even in that do you know what I was really naive because they were 
the whole conversations was focused upon my health and I'd, they'd have an intensive care bed ready for me after my mm. planned section and you know I'd, I had a colostrum ready in case I was in intensive care but I never oh, I ever can't even imagine I just I I never in a million years thought it anything for him and yeah it sounds really naive you know you've got health conditions yourself your child might have no. something but uh yeah no it never crossed my mind so we had the section um you know what my section was absolutely crackalacking that it was, <laughs> it, was it? Beautiful. Yeah, oh, it was beautiful oh that is so nice to hear and, yeah it was relaxing I mean Simon looked like he was about to pass out yeah I'm sure the <laughs> before. so I remember his face oh. just like as if he was gonna pass out but yeah the actual section experience was a was amazing just obviously afterwards he um we'd had him a bit and then he he went in my arms and just um mm. into the respiratory failure so yeah they said it took him to NICU and he had sepsis and I remember walking in that unit and just being like oh my god mm. what, what is this yeah um it, it's definitely yeah and he you know what considering he was born at 37 weeks he was still seven pounds oh so. was he <laughs> yeah. oh yay queen <laughs> yeah. unit. honestly it was there and then it's like all these tiny blessed dot babies like, yeah. incredible fighters and there he was like chunky monkey in the in the corner so yeah you know we had that NICU star and that really challenged mental health and across because I had to have repeated scans throughout my pregnancy it wasn't a straightforward pregnancy either so there was a lot of stress on that side so when we'd finally been transferred, we got transferred to a different hospital. He'd come, I got told, you can be reunited with your child and have them in the same room as you, which is just, it was music to my ears. Mm, yeah. Until he just was screaming and screaming. And you could just tell. And he was still having tube feedings, but it was breast milk at that point. But he was mm. just choking and coughing up sick constantly and I remember just saying like this is not right like no. I I one of my health conditions I've had reflux and I had surgery for reflux as well when I was younger so I was like is this just reflux because I know now there's a lot of research to say that reflux is often a symptom rather than an actual diagnosis yeah but at that time I didn't I can imagine after everything you've been through as well, it would be hard not to kind of jump to those (laughs) conclusions as well. I was like, oh my God, he's going to need surgery right now. And yeah, it was, it was um, that, I think the gastro side was what came into my head before allergy was an alien word to me at that point. So it was later down the line, we, we obviously got home and he just, he just screamed unless in fact anyone else was there or we took him to a doctor's surgery then that was when it was like wow who's this child obviously as soon as you see Claire I was like no there's nothing wrong with me mommy I'm absolutely fine (laughs) why do they do that to us I don't know it's like the war of children isn't it like the minute they get in a health center they could have been dying at home I know it's like don't worry about me I got this and obviously that's what you want you want them to be fine but also you're like now, mummy was on the phone to one 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 for an hour to get us in here. <laughs> it is. I, I don't know. Yeah, the the bounce back is incredible. And yeah. then, but the minute you're out of there, it was like screaming, yeah. screaming, screaming again. And then started to notice quite a lot of rashes. But the thing 
with me as well as I was very naive because it was my first child I had no friends at that point with children um so I was the first within any friendship groups so Mm. I had no clue what a normal baby was like so me and Simon were just thinking you know this surely they're not screaming as much as this all the time and his skin was just covered in rashes intermittently and at night he was really nasally and snuffly and couldn't Mm. breathe properly and snoring which I again it's all these things that you never put a picture yeah. together properly because you don't realize they're not it's normal. not until you have the diagnosis that you're like yeah. oh yeah and there's that, that and there's sense. that all fits in that same bracket yeah all those and we did we did take him to the doctors and I'd mentioned it the other episode you know it was like oh he's got a cold at, at night every night you know we we just accepted that and uh, hindsight's a beautiful thing um but I, I think trusting your gut and going back more is probably what I would say to anyone else who's in that situation mm-hmm. just document it down and we did get because I remember this health visit coming out and I was just crying so I was just I think I cried nearly every day as well like yeah for my mental health for the for the good I think probably the first year to be <laughs> yeah definitely honestly yeah like I don't think there was many days I didn't actually cry oh. um because you I don't know about you, Kate, but you feel like you're missing something or yeah. you, you, you're not doing enough. And the hard thing is you see other mums walking by with their prams yeah. and you're like, what are you doing differently to me? Yeah. You know, yeah. we're trying so hard to achieve what you seem to have. And <laughs> we try, we've read all the books, we've Googled, you know, it's Dr. So Googles, an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Simon banned me at one point. Yeah, no, like, say I've got yeah googling I don't think google does anybody any help does it no but it's hard isn't it because those early hours when you're on your own I mean if any product said helps reflux baby or helps um, sleep I I was ordering it that's the same as me there couldn't have been a price that I would not have paid (laughs) I would have invested in the company can I have shares (laughs) I don't remember this day I was like so desperate my eyes must have been puffy red like he was screaming I answered the door not realizing that one of my boobs was actually out I took in an Amazon parcel you made his day <laughs> he was looking he was spitting out milk probably the yeah it was um de- and also you know for anyone who has chronic health conditions as well like managing your own health whilst you you know managing a newborn and a newborn with health conditions is just mm. yeah that's a enigma in itself because I end up going back on medication that would affect breastfeeding I remember beating myself up about that because I wanted to carry on as long as possible yeah. and obviously everyone tells you oh he'll, he'll be fine once he stops breastfeeding it'll be fine yeah he stops this yeah know that phrase that's actually oh, just giving me a chest pain because <laughs> I've heard that so many times and it's like, oh no, it's not as easy as that. No. There's so it's, much more that goes into it. There is. Um, so even at this point, we'd, we'd started to think about the word allergy and I saw a health visitor. So this is around 12, you know, three months in. And yeah. she then said, you know, I think he's he's got allergies. So we said this to the GP and then they prescribed optimal pet which oh yeah I didn't realize what it was or anything yeah obviously for anyone who doesn't know it it does still have um, milk protein in it so things didn't 
get remotely better and then I start thinking that actually am I Munchausen's do I want something to be Mm. wrong with my child because he's been given this formula now so he must be fine but no one had told me that it you know it still had milk in it so it it really knocked my mental health further because it's still poorly whilst you kind of think that once you get that prescription medication that prescription milk that everything's going to be fine yeah it really is and and it's not is it no it's not there's trial and error with all the different then you've got to go through all the different milks and they're not so keen to prescribe especially the amino acid um formulas you know um takes a you know you've got to really prove that you need those yeah and even so we got told maybe to try some early weaning as well and um, that made things really a lot worse to be honest for us um I don't know whether it's the texture or it just wasn't ready but it really we ramped from three months to six months was just horrible because you, your first three months as well I think you kind of expect as well with the third uh, fourth trimester you kind of expect yes, that yeah. things to be a bit chaos but after the three months when I saw because we'd met some friends at this point and I remember seeing the baby and I just thought why is Quill not like this yeah what, what is going on and then weaning came along and god that was uh yeah not fun and he then developed um allergic colitis so it, it the allergens um had caused inflammation in his bowel lining so he was at that point going to the toilet about 30 40 times a day with wow. diarrhea with blood streaked in it so we obviously was in hospital at that point yeah trying to get him sorted but they his disposition in between those nappies they were like how's he this job <laughs> yeah like look at this <laughs> yeah. so obviously when he was in there you could see what the, you know it was better because it's the first time someone has seen like a reflective picture of what happens across a good few hours rather than just seeing a 10 minute snippet in an appointment yeah in an appointment yeah so they did keep and after that it I can't fault the allergy care that we were given the consultant was fantastic so at that point then they said primarily non-IGE um allergies there so Mm. I didn't know what that meant to be honest yeah. at that point. I was like I don't know what this is um, and it took so he was put onto Neocate at that point Yeah, but it took a good six, seven weeks for him to actually stabilise and then all of a sudden it was like I got my child oh. I remember just thinking this is what he's this like, this is who this you are is. Yeah. yeah, he's not just screaming, He do, you know and yeah. in the depths of those despair I don't know whether you you ever had it but sometimes I think it was me and like he hated yeah. me because yeah. he could you know distraction helped so it seemed like he was happy with other people yeah. and I remember when my mental health was really bad just thinking he deserves a better mum like oh, he, it's just it's I'm only sharing this because you know someone out there might be feeling like that at the moment yeah. and when you get to a place where you see your baby you know that you are the best mum for them and you've done yeah. what you can it's just at that moment you your you mental kind, health's not good <laughs> yeah you're kind of just doubting everything as well you're looking for any possible answer yeah. 
for the symptoms so yeah you do look to yourself absolutely and that's not always um you know it's quite a dark place to be it is it really is and I think sleep deprivation doesn't help because everyone with an allergy baby will know that sleep is like yeah (laughs) yeah there is no sleep (laughs) yeah so you know that doesn't help with mental health at all um and anxiety at that point as well remember just god anywhere going out was it it was a massive issue because yeah. we was so frightened of what could happen to him while we how was he going to be was food mm-hmm. going to be there it was just hard um yeah so we got the neocate and he did so we didn't we put off weaning then till he was about seven and a half months and he was very, very slow to wean. To be honest, it, it felt like his only safe foods until he was about one was potato and sweet mm. potato. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And do you know what? Oh. Even now, if we're having bad times, I'm like, right, back to the Yeah, it's like back to the confidence. Yeah, I'm confident <laughs> with potato. Yeah, like, we know like... <laughs> 100% that we're going to have a good time with a yeah. potato. <laughs> so, yeah, that hasn't changed that much, to be oh, honest. God. But mm. we, um, yeah, and what did get easy was identifying things and reactions and 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 trusting you know my gut and what was going on and it's it hasn't been smooth sailing for us because then at at 10 months we we started to get more what to me seemed like IgE reactions so he's getting a lot more like facial rashes and um you know hives and bits of well he'd not had his swelling at that point but just and coughing yeah. a lot of chest symptoms so he'd put he'd been put on preventive um things by the time he was 10 months as well so we in desperation because we just wanted to know what was going on we paid for bloods for his allergies and nothing came back and they were all completely normal so I was like that is great. so crazy <laughs> great this yeah. means that non-IGE which still isn't great but you know the likelihood of his growing out of it is is more likely so we cracked on with it all and then we had a reaction to nuts where his face swelled off his lips swelled off his eyes swelled off like hives all over we're yeah. like wow yeah i'm really doubting these yeah bloods. and then we just started to see more and more throughout and you know my biggest savior was just taking pictures taking videos yeah. even though it seems very alien to get your child it does it's that. the most bizarre thing <laughs> it's like you're crying I know you're poorly but I have to document this it's, do you know what he knows now he's like yeah yeah Teddy's the same like with when his breathing's really bad I'm like lift your top up <laughs> like I just need to say okay I'm gonna film this because I need to then share it with Lawrence or yeah. you like you, do, you just need a second opinion don't you, you do sometimes, sometimes you do because <laughs> yeah sometimes because they're ours and we worry and we want obviously them to be in the best health ever yeah but when it's very mild sometimes especially when you've got history like ours you can yeah. sort of think that things are going to progress when actually they just need a bit of blue inhaler or you know a bit of antihistamine yeah. and they're going to be fine but it's good to have that reassurance and share it with other people it is and it's hard to balance it isn't it because you you know that watch and wait without trying to worry them as well yes what, oh definitely hard, yeah isn't it yeah I'm, I'm i'm quite an external processor so if i'm freaking out mostly i'm freaking out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so is everyone around really me stoic? Yeah, and, like, and he's got this great poker face. I wish I, yeah, <laughs> I just don't. Uh, but 
but yeah so those bloods gave us like a false confidence and then things IGE wise it, it was just baffling and I remember at that time because we'd met I think not that long after that and putting washing online yeah you pinpointing that and saying you know it could be the pollens and I thought what mm. what <laughs> Did, I didn't know we had to think, pollen. think I was then, two allergy kids deep in at that point <laughs> you were so you were, yeah you want of knowledge and then just oh, noticing because I had that thing as well there's a lot of um stereotypes and things around with parenting that I was like I'm going to ascribe to that one so one of them was you know a, a clean house is a and was it a messy house is a sign of a fun time or something. oh yeah and yeah like, yeah yeah in my life <laughs> I realized that dust set him yeah off. I, I like, know oh God, like, no. I'm not the mum that cleans the skirting boards but also I have to be the mum that wipes the skirting yeah. boards I really and anyone who knows me prior to Quill will find that hilarious because yeah you know, I'm not cleaning's just not my bag but it is <laughs> like, learned to love it I know, I know. So, yeah, I had to do that so yeah all these environmental things came into play and I was like I have, I've never had this <laughs> yeah. before I even thought about these so those came around and then the chest Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, chest issues came a nightmare. We we're on steroids and just constant coughing, brief, breathless episodes, hospital trips. Um, we were then referred to allergy clinic because the he had been under the general peds at that point because they just thought it was non IG. But after she saw the albums and yeah, the videos of it all, <laughs> the albums and the albums and albums and albums. And the albums. <laughs> So she's like, yeah, I think we're going to further testing. Yeah. Um, because no one explained as well that allergy testing is notoriously unreliable in children. Yes. So that would have been a nice heads up because, again, that makes you feel a bit yeah. on the edge because you think I, I stopped trusting that I was seeing yeah. reactions because how could I when results were telling us that was normal? Yeah, and it's the same with skin prick testing with children yeah. like mine with who have the the eczema and you know the atopic everything anyway yeah you know the chances are you know you prick them with something they are they are going to create a wheel of some description anyway so it's really you know that luckily I mean they're both under an amazing hospital aren't they that yeah managed to you know find some middle ground with it all no it's um yeah it's a minefield and then we yeah we got open access to the ward which was amazing so any chest yeah. issues rather than having to battle with um our gp which we yeah. did have i mean actually i will say i've had a brilliant experiences with the rest of them they were all really good it was just one right oh that's, yeah <laughs> yeah just the one yeah. um but yes we got open access to the ward which really helped things and we had further skin pricks which brought up some positive so it gave us a couple of answers and then but still negative for nuts so we tried to reintroduce that we had a, a successful episode with marzipan and then we tried a couple of other nut butters thought we were safe and then mm. bam had reactions again with almond and cashew um so we were told to exclude those and we're still to be honest in a weird state because i do feel with quill's reactions that it's co-factors that play a big part yeah. in his severity of yeah. um, them so when he's stressed with environmental issues which has been near enough non-stop we were saying this yeah. before yeah we, we were it's just that 
allergies have been wild for pollen god knows whatever the right acting to yeah. <laughs> just made me self-conscious at times i'm like is the house that dusty <laughs> <laughs> Reacting. Let's blame the trees guys. rather yeah. than the... <laughs> it's not the house, not the house. Oh, so yeah, it does. I do feel there is a big correlation between you know the the cofactors yes. and that, and we had that with his chest as well. Yeah, and, I echo that with mine as well. Yes, and again, it's not something that's was mentioned to me. No. I don't know about you. You know, this the cofactors can the body at stress yeah it was um, only recently actually that that's yeah. even been brought up at all to me um because Teddy had been on a bounty castle which obviously exercise yeah and then seemed to have an airborne I don't know reaction um and it was probably a chat you know the exercise that yeah. he'd done beforehand had then just pushed him over the edge um it wasn't necessarily an airborne thing it was just a too much of everything thing you know yeah and that's really important knowledge to have isn't it yeah it's, yeah it's hard to not jump to that conclusion that it must be this yeah because there can be so many other contributing factors that it's like in that it is yeah that's how I feel. <laughs> it's like all right we'll Another get that one under control we'll get that one yeah. under control so he he his nose and eyes tend to give him a lot of issues as well. We have a lot of conjunctivitis, which, and again, I never realised that that's an allergy factor and inflammation in the eye. So he gets a lot of um, conjunctivitis symptoms and nasal symptoms. We went mm-hmm. through a stage, and bless it, I kind of kept. I, I, I have a phobia of ringing doctors, so yeah. it doesn't help. And no. the poor thing, I'd been complaining about his nose for ages and then he just started having loads of nosebleeds and nosebleeds and then it, with covid it was like oh it's just telephone calls so you're not yeah. seen so how the hell are you diagnose a nasal condition over the phone <laughs> yes <laughs> all right um but then they did see him and said his nasal passages were all inflamed so he's on nasal sprays for those now which have massively improved his symptoms oh with his thank goodness because if we forget to do that or you know he is a toddler so sometimes it's uh choose your battles yeah we'll then you know explain to him that your nose will probably be sore and then a few days later bless him it will be so Mm. I think he's getting because it was one day we'd been outside and um he came out with his nasal spray and he went mommy please can I have some of this my nose is hurting I was like oh Oh, (laughs) it's things like that that just break your heart a little bit yeah yeah like but also (laughs) on the other side of the coin make life so much easier yeah true because then I'm like yes you need this yes (laughs) thank you for letting me know we're there (laughs) you know when the babies you're just kind of like ah how do you get it in there yeah Yeah. (laughs) it does feel that's something that is easy because the articulation as they get older and they can kind of explain things um you know obviously as his inhalers we have had an up and down time with not asthma but yeah likely asthma yeah (laughs) so uh, we're we're fairly controlled at the moment we're here and there are blue but Monty oh God, long may it continue yes really helped and we're managing to wean down this reflux medication to half the tablet now so it's on five milligrams a night which is something so I take these all as yeah positives. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah. but yeah it's it's been 
a learning curve and then you've kind of got the social side haven't you and you know learning how to help them manage social situations yeah. and adversaries and I feel like it's going to be a constant learning curve I feel like life is going to be a constant learning curve because first of all you've got the school yeah high school being in charge of their own medications when they want to dare go away anywhere without you yeah (laughs) like no let's not encourage that let's um stay home with mommy and it's a real balance (laughs) isn't it as well of of helping them yeah empowering them without scaring them that's what I really struggle with that line sometimes so like we we got prescribed EpiPens after what happened with the nuts yeah and got the practice one and even you know, whilst I was doing it, I'm thinking he needs to know this in case anything happens. Yeah. But also, I don't want him to be scared. But also, yeah, I don't want that burden. Yeah, yeah. for sure. It... I felt the same. Like, I don't want them to ever resent um, their conditions. Yeah. So I almost, I don't want to limit anything that they do because I want them to experience everything and yeah. never think that um, any of their conditions have ever held them back. We can all, there's always ways around it, ways that we can make it suit them and that we can make it safe for them exactly and that's the biggest thing isn't it trying to help them live positively with the the conditions that they have and you know I'm hopeful that you know some of Quill's he will grow out of because he definitely has um some foods that we restrict that he it seems to be more gut related yeah. so everything cross that he he oh, grows out of those crossed everything cross mm. that he grows out of those ones but yeah, it's just, it's a weird world to navigate through. Yeah. And you know what, though? I will say this. There are some real positives or things that have come from it that we've yeah. never have experienced before. He loves foods that we probably never would have introduced yeah. before. So that, you know, we've got that to be grateful of. You but met so- me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what, though? That's a true thing. The community of mums that we've yeah. met and... Uh, is a lifeline and you know if we can help one person by sharing our stories then it's then, yeah, worth, it's worth it isn't yeah it? definitely your, your little one's not been suffering for nothing really yeah but yeah it's um we're we're on I don't know how to phrase it to be honest we're, we're on a path it's easier than it was when he was a baby and I could go back to myself then and I would never believe where we were now if that yes sense, yeah definitely I never thought you don't know how to phrase this no when I see you and Quill together it is just the best relationship and Aww. you would never think that everything that you've overcome together um, yeah so you should honestly be so proud of yourself Jade because when I see you together yeah it's just Aww. you you would never in a million years know everything that you've already gone through in that day to even get out of the door and everything that's running through your mind whilst you're there whilst I you know whilst we're out of the house together like as we said when we were at the park the other day like it's everything you know it's sitting on the grass it's um putting the wrapper in the bin you know don't touch the bin playing near the trees it's everything but um Quill is such a beautiful happy and lovely little boy as are your three as well. It's just, yeah, you do a great job too. We, we, we're we winging it, aren't we? Love? We absolutely are winging it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
as we go along, there'll be certain things that I haven't mentioned today because we'll save them for other episodes, like food challenges, breastfeeding, you know, specifics. But that's mainly what's kind of happened in our journey or what I can at least remember this evening. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Jade, for going through all of that. I have to say, I did well up at points in... (laughs) you're sharing just because I felt it like so deep yeah you know and I are just so thankful for you to opening up and you know we both hope that like you say there's at least one person that's listening to this that is helped and maybe yeah like they aren't so alone Alone. in the journey because in the beginning especially before diagnosis as well um it is uh, very lonely yeah and that's the key thing. And mental health is obviously a subject we will go on to later. But I want I thought it was important to mention that on yeah. down the round. But yeah, that's uh, that's us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yay! <laughs> We've had some great tips, so thanks everyone who sent them in. And we're going to go over to Mel now, who's going to share one of her hacks for living with allergies. Hi, my name is Mel and I am the mum of two little girls, both with anaphylaxis. And while I was looking for a way to safely and easily store their EpiPens while at home, I discovered that 3M broom grippers were actually fantastic and a really cheap and easy way to either mount the EpiPens to a wall or inside a pantry door next to their anaphylaxis action plan. Really easy to see and especially for any babysitters or grandparents or anyone that might be coming over, um, yeah, to see and access when needed. Thank you for joining us on our second episode. This one was a bit of a raw one for me, actually. Uh, In classic Kate and I style, we flipped a coin on who would share their story. There is lots I didn't cover, but I hope you found something you could relate to in it. Please use our show notes for mental health support if you found the subjects triggering, because obviously we covered things like NICU and anaphylaxis. If you have any feedback or things you would like to see in future episodes, then please drop us an email at thefreefrommummiespodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM on Instagram. Thanks for joining us and au revoir for now. Oh, a huge thank you to Faye tonight. We really enjoyed this episode and Kate and I learned so much. Faye's knowledge is just incredible um, and mainly we really hope you did too. So if you do have any feedback for us, please drop us a message on Instagram or email us at the free from mummies podcast at gmail.com. We do uh, recommend that you seek medical support before making any changes with your child. Um, But yeah, we hope to see you next time. Take care.